0: welcome to the exit coach radio show the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their three to ten year business succession and exit every week we interview top professional advisors for their best tips strategies and precautions so you can be well planned and now here's your host the exit coach bill black well hey everyone thanks so much for joining me today it's always a pleasure Uh, I think you're going to really enjoy today's show. We have some great guests lined up, and my first guest has written a new book we're going to talk about, Michelle Seiler Tucker. Uh, She's the founder and CEO of Seiler Tucker Incorporated, and we're going to talk about how to build a sustainable, scalable, and sellable business utilizing her proven techniques outlined in her newest book called Exit Rich. And the interesting thing about Michelle is she's been in business for 20 years uh, out of New Orleans, Louisiana, helping business owners sell their businesses. So she has a lot of great experience when it comes to helping business owners get ready for the sale. And we're really looking forward to uh, having her comments in in just a few minutes. Now, the other thing I wanted to tell you is that we've now interviewed uh, close to 1,600 Um, advisors over the last several years and if you haven't caught any of our past episodes you can go to exitcoachradio.com and check out all the great content there just dig around find something to listen to 20-minute interviews while you're driving or exercising or just hanging around these days uh, to help you learn how to have a better and stronger business of again for that day when you're thinking about selling your business. So I'm going to bring Michelle on right now, and and we'll get to talking about her and her uh, practice and her business. Michelle, welcome. Thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Hi, Bill. How are you? Thanks for having me. I am
0: good. I'm good. Thank you. Yeah, pleasure to have you. Um, I, was t- I was telling our listeners um, that you've been in business for over 20 years, and you help business owners sell their businesses with a very high success rate, and that you've written this new book, Exit Rich, that we're going to talk about. Uh, fill in the gaps. Tell us more. Tell us more about, Michelle, and uh, and what you and your, your firm have done over the last several years and how you help folks.
1: Sure. So I, you know, before I got into um, selling businesses, I did franchise sales, franchise consulting, and franchise development, and sold hundreds and hundreds of franchises. And then I transitioned into selling companies, first small businesses, but then very quickly transitioned into selling businesses uh, for $10 million and up. And then I also learned very quickly, though, that what Steve Forbes says is true, 8 out of 10 businesses don't sell. So, I started really specializing in fixing businesses, growing businesses, and putting business owners on a build to sell program because if I didn't do that, I would probably starve to death. So we really, really specialize in buying, selling, fixing, growing businesses. Sometimes I buy businesses and flip them. I also partner with business owners, investing my money, my expertise, my resources, and put them on a three- to five-year uh, to sell exit strategy. And um, we've sold over 1,000 businesses, and so we have a new book out called Exit Rich, and Exit Rich is all about the blueprint of how to plan your exit from day one of starting your business, and how to build the infrastructure using the six Ps.
0: That's a very interesting background, and uh, really, uh, one thing I talk about a lot, Michelle, is is how important it is, even if you're not a franchise, to have your business in ready for sale shape, so it kind of looks like a franchise, if you will. You know, the, all all of your th- all of your information in one place well-organized. Talk to us a little bit about the biggest things, uh, obstacles you found when you switched from the franchise world to the uh, this, this, the general business world. That'd be very interesting.
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's a really, it's, it's a completely different world because selling franchises, I was doing franchise sales, new franchises, not existing franchises. So when I transitioned from selling franchises to existing businesses, everything was different because when you're selling new franchises, you're not dealing with financials. <laughs> you're not dealing with existing employees. You're not dealing with existing customer base, inventory, et cetera. You're dealing with a new franchise sales. You're dealing with demographics, making sure you do the due diligence, find the right locations, making sure, you know, that the build-out, working with the contractors on the build-out, working with the franchisor to get the equipment in, the inventory, et cetera. Dealing with an existing business, you're dealing with everything from people to processes, to their inventory, their assets, you know, and and environmental issues, the list goes on and on. So it's really not even apples to apples, it's apples to oranges.
0: That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, So what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see business owners make?
1: So first and foremost, business owners don't think about selling until they have to due to an internal or external catastrophic event. You know, meaning health issues, death, partner disputes, divorce, external COVID. And when you're trying to sell during a catastrophic event, your business is typically not doing well. It's typically turning downward. And that's the worst time to sell your business because your business is not going to be worth what you want. Many sellers will come to me and say, hey, I want $10 million for my company. And their EBITDA, earnings, support, interest, taxes, depreciation, amortization, is all of 100000 <laughs> So, Business owners think, of that, think about the value of their business based upon what they need in which to retire or buy another business or whatever, you know, their beginning strategy is. Buyers don't care about what sellers need. Buyers care about what the value is to them. So that's one of the biggest mistakes. The other big mistake is that business owners don't really build a business that someone wants to buy. Most business owners have created a glorified job in which they go to work at every day versus a business that actually works for them, and they haven't built a business, like I said, that, that a buyer wants to buy. Buyers don't want to buy a job. They want to buy a business that functions on all six cylinders, all six speeds. Those
0: are, those are two really big uh, areas, and uh, of course, you, you mentioned the statistic that we, we hear about all the time that eight out of ten businesses business owners that go to say, hey, I want to sell my business, walk away, I call it dejected and rejected, <laughs> either rejected because they're, they, they're not attractive, like you said, to a potential buyer. So the intermediary, whether it's a business broker or a M&A advisor, says, hey, uh, no, we're not going to take you on. Or the business owner finds out, like you said, the value is so low because of their lack of preparation, perhaps, and, and good financial strategies. They're just not going to get what they want out of it. So uh, what are some of the other reasons that you found that businesses don't sell in that 8 of 10 category where they, they just don't uh, end up going to market?
1: Well, so I'll take you through the six P's because the six P's will help illustrate why businesses don't sell. So the first P is people. Uh, most, most business owners have, like I said, created a job, not a business, and most owners work in their business, not on their business. Buyers do not want to buy a job. Unless you have a healthy staff, unless you have the right people in the right positions, unless the business owner has answered the who question, who opens the doors, who deals with marketing, who deals with um, client services, who deals with legal, accounting, logistics, transportation, manufacturing, etc. they don't want to buy the business. And the bottom line is you should never be next to the who. So we really work with our business owners to create a business that, that can run without them, not be dependent upon them, make sure that they have the right people in the right position. We work with our entrepreneurs to make sure they focus on their strengths, hire their weaknesses, so that they have the staff in place. Because you really build, you don't build a business, you build people and people build a business. So that's the number one reason why businesses don't sell is because when I take the owner out of the business, there is no business. You know, we have a dentist that came to us, been in business 45 years, and it's one dentist, two dental hygienists his business is not sellable. Or if we do sell it, he's going to have to stay on for two to three years, and the price will be attached to how long he's willing to stay on. So that's the number one reason they don't sell. Then the second reason is product. You know, a lot of businesses are in a dying industry, especially now because of the pandemic. So you really have to look at your industry and, you know, ask yourself, are you on the way up or on the way out? Is your product an Amazon or is your product a blockbuster? And if, you know, a lot of buyers are not going to buy businesses that are in dying industries. And then the third, you know, issue is, is, or the third key is processes. And processes are really big. And a lot of companies are not efficient not productive because they don't have processes in place. They're not systematic. And so we really work with our clients to make sure that they design those processes with the customer experience in mind, that they're productive, they're efficient, and most importantly, that the employees are well-trained on such processes and that they have the policy and procedure manuals and the SOPs. We're literally selling a $60 million company right now that does not have policy and procedure manuals. And they really do not have systematic policies and procedures. So that's huge. And then the other P is proprietary. You know, our buyers want to buy a business that has proprietary assets. So it's five different types of buyers and buyers will pay more money for intellectual property than anything else you know the more branded a company is the more i can sell the business for it's just like as long as that brand is relevant in the mind of the consumers nobody's paying any money for blockbuster uh but apple is the biggest brand in the world the most valuable brand in the world the brand alone is worth 249 billion dollars that's just a brand uh, trademarks are extremely valuable we're selling another company that has products and several different uh, grocery retail retail stores, chain stores, and um, they, each each one of their retail chains has an exclusive product, and it has a trademark. So that's huge. You know, clients will pay a lot of money for that. And then the other thing is patents. Patents are big. And do you ever watch Shrug Tank?
0: Sure, all the time. Bill?
1: <laughs> so what, what's the question? Every single investor, always ask every single investor, do you have a patent on that? You have a patent pending, do you have a utility patent? So patents are huge, contracts. This is another, you know, another big thing. Contracts are very valuable. Manufacturing contracts, distribution contracts, franchise or that has franchisees, any type of exclusive contracts. The most valuable of all are the client contracts. But the biggest issue with contracts and the reason deals fall apart is because most owners don't have the two cents transferability clause in their contracts that says that this contract will transfer over to the new entity. So 99.9% of all deals are asset sales, not stock sales. If the buyer is not willing to do an a-, a stock sale and the clients are not willing to sa- sign um, transfer agreements, then the deal can fall dead in its tracks. Another thing that's very valuable, I mean, your business could be losing money and I could still sell your business for millions if you have a database. And if that database has has, you know, hundreds of thousands of users they can be repurposed and retargeted. Facebook paid $19 billion for WhatsApp, and WhatsApp was hemorrhaging, hemorrhaging money. Celebrity endorsements are big. Um, any type of e commerce businesses, if they have the top three positions on Wayfair, Etsy, Amazon, this is all IP real estate that can take your business from a five multiple to a 10 multiple of EBITDA. And then the, the last, the fifth piece is go ahead.
0: No, no, uh, please, please finish up with that. That's great. It's great information.
1: The fifth fee is patrons, and this is also where a lot of business owners fall short because most businesses follow the 80-20 rule where 80% of your revenue comes from 20% of your clients, and if you lose a client, you could be in big trouble. So customer concentration is the kiss of death. You know, we have, we have one business we're trying to sell right now for the, in, in the 70 to $80 million range, and they have 70% customer concentration. We have another business that we sold not that long ago, did a price for $9.8 million. They have 65% of their revenue tied up in BP contracts. We have 550 buyers, 12 letters of intents, but we found a strategic that had similar products and services. They, everybody else was petrified about the 65% customer concentration except for them. So they wanted to outbid everybody else because they had been trying to get their products and services in the BP for years, and was never successful. So they ended up outbidding everybody else and paying fifteen million dollars for seventy percent of the company, which is one hundred twenty-six more, one hundred twenty-six percent more than what the business appraises for.
0: Incredible! And then the last one more P. We got one more. This number six, right?
1: Profits. Profits Profits. is number six. The most important thing to all entrepreneurs is profits. But here's the thing about profits: (laughs) profits is never the problem. It's always the symptom of not operating on one of the other five Ps. I have clients that come to me all the time and say, "Well, sure, I have a profit problem. I'm like, no, you have a people problem, or now you have a process issue. So, profits are never the problem, always a symptom.
0: Excellent overview, very noteworthy. I hope our listeners have been taking notes like I have. Great information. Now, uh, you have a, a book out, and you have a, it's called Exit Rich. Uh, and uh, you know, one of the things you talk about is using the STGPS Exit Model. Can you tell us a little bit more about that and why it's important to plan your exit strategy from day one using the GPS Exit Model from uh, Siler Tucker?
1: Absolutely, Bill. So the number one reason it's imperative that you plan your exit from day one of starting or buying a business is because you want to, you want to build a sellable asset. When you're ready to – look, I just talked to – I just hung up with a client that's been in business for 40 years and he said, Michelle, I can't do it anymore. I am so burned out, I just can't do it one more day. <laughs> you don't want to get to that point. And even if you think I'm never going to sell my business – if you build your business with the end in mind that you want to sell your business, then you're going to have a much more sustainable, scalable, and when you're ready, sellable asset. So here's what I tell clients to do. It's follow the GPS exit model. Whenever you want to drive somewhere, Bill, what's the first thing we all do? We pull out our phone, we go to Google Maps, and we plug in our?
0: Destination.
1: Destination. Yep. We plug in our Destination. The problem with business owners is they don't they don't plan to fail. they fail to plan. So therefore they have no destination, no destination in mind whatsoever. They're driving around in circles, they're driving up and down the financial hills to end up nowhere or end up having to sell for pennies on a dollar, close their business, or even worse, file bankruptcy. So I want all business owners to sit down and figure out your end game, your destination. Where do you want to end up at? Let's say and pick your desired sales price. Let's say you want to sell your business for $20 million. Great, now we have a number. You might not hit it, you might hit it, you might exceed it. But it's a start. Business owners need to start a plan. So let's say it's $20 million. Now the next thing you need to know in your GPS exit model is where you're starting from. What's your current location? What's your current evaluation? What is your business worth? And the problem with most business owners is they never get a a business evaluation. You know, us humans go to the doctor and get an annual checkup to make sure our body is in good health. We drive our car to the shop to make sure our car gets an annual checkup tune-up, but we never get a business evaluation. All business owners should have an annual valuation checkup. There are events that can increase your valuation. There are events, such as COVID, that can decrease your valuation. So every year you need to know what your business is worth. So let's say you're starting from $5 million. You want to sell for $20 million. Your current valuation is $5 million. Now you need to know time frame. Let's say you want to do this in 10 years. Now the next thing you need to know, well, who's my buyers going to be? Now, Bill, you notice how I say buyers and not buyer? Mm -hmm. You can Mm -hmm. never just have buyers. You can never just have one buyer because, number one, that buyer will probably never come to fruition and will never close on the sale of your business. And number two, you can never maximize value with one buyer. You need multiple buyers creating a bidding war, creating you know, scarcity, creating competition. So buyers, there's five different types of buyers. Let me tell you who your buyer is not going to be. It's not going to be a first-time buyer because they buy smaller businesses. It's not going to be a turnaround specialist because they buy distressed assets. So it's going to be a PEG, a private equity group, a strategic, or a competitor, strategic slash competitor, or a serial entrepreneur who buys, who chases cash flow, and in industry agnostic. Those are your five types of buyers. Then you have to figure out, okay, well, what's the financial, where do the financials need to be in order to sell for $20 million? Where's the top line revenue need to be? The gross profit margin, most importantly, the EBITDA. The earnings before interest taxes depreciation and amortization has to be, if you want to sell for $20 million, it needs to be between $3 million and $4 million, or three million and five million million million, depending upon the synergies. Then you have to ask yourself, okay, if my buyers are going to be a private equity group, strategics, and competitor, then what are the characteristics that they're looking for? What synergies do they buy? What are they willing to pay more money for? And then that's when you build your business based upon the infrastructure that we talked about with the six Ps, and you build... To meet these buyer specific criteria i can tell you almost any single buyer what they're looking for what their negotiating points are what their non-negotiating points are and wh- who will pay what for what synergies and then the last step in that motto is the why if it was easy to sell a business for 20 million dollars bill everyone would be doing it it's obviously uh-huh. not easy so you have to have, a powerful why to keep you in the game, to keep you motivated, to keep you weathering all the different financial storms and and you know the different catastrophic events. So that's the GPS exit model. It works if it's followed.
0: Excellent, excellent. And uh, you know we've uh, we've covered. You have covered a lot of ground. I didn't do much. You did. You did all the work in this interview. I really appreciate it, Michelle. The name of the book is Exit Rich, and uh, listeners, you can find it by simply putting in exitrichbook.com you can tell it's going to be an interesting read from this interview Michelle you you uh, you we got covered so much terrific ground so effectively. I took a page full of notes, and I hope our listeners did too. And, and I hope your book does really well and that you'll come back and share some more information with us because I think this is exactly the type of information our listeners love to listen to. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a real pleasure.
1: Hey, thanks, Bill. Um, everyone, can, can I tell everyone what, the, what they get when they go to extrovertsbook.com? Or do I have time?
0: Why do, yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
1: Go to ExitRichBook.com. We're in the middle of pre-sales for $24.79. We'll email you the digital download immediately so you can start reading it today. We will also send a hardcover to your doorstep upon launch date. We will give you a lifetime membership to the Exit Rich Book Club. There we have video content. If you like what you hear here, there's more video content there plus documents. All the documents you need to run your business and sell your business. Sample employee handbooks, non-competes, or organizational charts, sample letter of intent agreements, sample purchase agreements, sample due diligence checklist and purchase agreements. These documents alone, Bill, are worth over $25,000 if you had your attorney create everything. They're there for your review and your download. Plus, we're also giving everyone that buys the book now a 30-day membership, free membership in the club CEOs, which is an entrepreneurial group that I started Well, we do masterminds, hot seats, Q&A, so we can help business owners exit rich.
0: That's terrific. That's a great bargain. Thanks so much. Once again, Michelle, it's been a real pleasure. I look forward to the next time we speak. Thank you, Bill. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio.